Hey, everybody, it's time for a trending Twitter Tuesday here, and uh, it's not too, it's Tuesday for you. It's, it's Tuesday, Tuesday's a day, I'd say it's Tuesday in my heart, because uh, it sounds good. Uh, but this is one I don't really have anything in, uh, particularly set up uh, like on my mind. We'll just see how it goes. I'm going to uh, fire up old, old Twitter here. Old, old, old lady Twitter. Old man Twitter. The old Twitter muse. Fire it up, Scoots. You want me to warm it up, Chris, or you want me to fire it up? Uh, which, which one? I'm checking trends uh, for the USA. And it's funny, uh, you know, because it's uh, like I was thinking like about a little Monday motivation, even though it's like, like I forget, oh, it's throwback. Is it throwback Thursday? Shouldn't it be throwback Thursday? Throwback and Thursday. Uh, so what's Tuesday? When did all these days get so, I mean, I guess these are good distractions. You say, okay, motivation Monday, so motivate me. So they could get, like, because speaking of which, like, I've been trying to be more motivated. Like, like I mean, that's the truth. <laughs> but, like, say, I'm trying to be more focused. Because uh, I guess, like, it, it, there's, a, there's a part of me that can be focused when I have deadlines and I have an obligation and it's specific. Like, with the podcast, I'm usually pretty on point, especially when it comes to making deadlines. And like, uh, like, cause I say, okay, well, the episode comes out on Tuesday, so I want to have everything ready to go on this day. But when it does, it doesn't translate to, to when stuff gets to more in the gray area. Like, uh, I have trouble focusing. I think a lot of people do. And there's a lot of things you could do to motivate, uh, but I've all, you, you know, I've also a daydream, you know, I, I don't know if I am a daydream believer. I'm a daydream practitioner. Like, uh, I guess, like, uh, this is one of my issues. Like, uh, like I don't like to use, you know, uh, charged words too much on this podcast, though a lot of times they say, Scoots, your words could, are your words low on charge? I say, well, they're low on batteries. Uh, so I guess, is that the same thing? Is a positron, is that, like, uh, electrons and positrons are related, right? Because I think I'd like to, you know, what about an ionosphere? What are you talking about? Oh, well, I was talking about a uh, positive. Okay, so like I think I'm, like I can be a daydream uh, fundamentalist. I'll be honest with you. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know, but uh, like uh, could, could daydreams like uh, can we take? I guess the one thing the podcast has taught me is that uh, can we take our we? Well, I guess we. I got a lot going on in my brain. I got a lot of personalities. Can we take all those personalities? And make him an asset. And in the podcast situation, I said, well, that kind of works. Uh, and I w- wrote down the other day, I would like to be more focused uh, just because it popped in my head. And I was like, well, focused on what? I said, focus on stuff, you know, the, the stuff I'm supposed to get done. And I said, well, okay, what does this, what does focus mean? Like, and when am I losing focus? Uh, and is it holding me back or not? Uh, and I said, well, like, uh, so let's see. Let's see if we could get an episode out of this. Can we take a daydream beliefs, uh, daydream believer, and make it, make it into a way to focus? So like bringing the myth, like, uh, is it mythos? What does Joseph Campbell say? Like, I usually lose it in, uh, but I mean, like, uh, like having a myth to live by. 
that's where I do get, like, because I guess I tend to be, um, I still have that angsty, uh, a tween, I don't know, is that a tween or teen attitude? Like, I don't consider myself above everything, but I guess I'm detached from everything, and I make that sound, the snooty sound. What is the snooty sound that a non, I don't like to consider myself a snooty person. And I'm definitely, I don't, like, this is fun. This is funny. I'm not a contrarian. Let me tell you, I'm not a contrarian. Like, uh, if that doesn't say it all, I don't need to say, I don't think I need to say anything else. But I guess I am. I have those streaks running through me. So that's kind of ridiculous. So you think about it, you say, well, I'd like to believe, I'd like to find some daydream believing that I could believe in. There's a podcast title right there, Daydream Believing I Could Believe In. But it's the truth. But that part of me is like, what do you, 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 we're not looking for anything to believe in. But look at this. So let me tell, then, then it says, but anyway, let me tell you about uh, how your life would be a whole lot better. And it tends to twinge, like, and it, a lot of this is fear-based, right? It tends to be like, well, if I had connected with this person and that went well, then maybe that, then, then everything would feel okay, which is a, like, a, so yeah, let's, let's, let's take a little walk, why don't we? And I'm thinking of the walk I used to take from BART to work. It was a long walk, and that's where I would do a lot of uh, daydream, uh, daydreaming. I guess it wasn't daydream believing, but I'm I'm on the search for a daydream I can believe in now. And this walk starts at a, a BART station, and we're getting off the train. It's an above-ground station. And the sun is shining, and you know it looks it's a nice morning, and we're walking, and we got to walk, you know, Pat. We go, we exit the station, we, put, we use our clipper card, and it works. And there you say, well, I always believe, and I say, is that a belief or it just works? It's supposed to just work unless there's no money on there, and not, it's not working. And we exit the BART station through the turnstiles. Uh, for those that don't know, the BART is the uh, kind of the light version of a Bay Area subway, somewhere between a commuter rail and a, a subway system. And we, we exit the station, as I said. And at this particular station, there's usually a lot of people gathered, whether there's people giving out uh, pamphlets, there's somebody selling hot dogs usually. Sometimes there's competing pamphlet things about different things. And I, like, I always see those people, and they always have a nice uh, smile, you know, most of the people. And then there's usually uh, people trying to figure out the machines, uh, how to buy a bar ticket. Uh, particularly this time of day, uh, r- right around 8.30, you know, 8.45. Some people are maybe thinking about heading to a day baseball game. Some people are set, still headed to work. Uh, some people might be going to the airport. So, so you know, and every once in a while, I try, you could try to answer a question. You see, is that the call to adventure for our, uh, Say, well, that's not very daydreamy. My daydreams are usually like, uh, I say, okay, well, just, let's just hold on a second. We're still exiting the station. We haven't crossed the threshold. And I say, okay, well, what comes first? Do we get called to adventure or do we cross the threshold? And I realize I'm talking to myself, uh, but somebody's like walking real close to me and they're playing uh, like, uh, a famous, uh, like, uh, like radio host podcaster, uh, or like, and they're, and they're out loud. 
somebody really intense and I say, well, oh, man, I got to like, what do I do? Like, uh, this is a call, like, uh, is this a call to adventure? Like, because uh, I don't like I try to avoid politics in, in both like ideally in my personal life, but definitely on the podcast. Uh, but I still got to walk to work. This person's been and like, what? And then I said, "What's?" And then I said, "Well, you know, you 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 got to listen to." It. And I said, "Well, I can't listen for the call to adventure if I'm listening to uh, uh this this." And I say, "Okay, we'll stop for a second and stop at this on the sidewalk, uh, right where the uh, 10 a.m. or permit parking for Bart because the Bart stations are over." A lot of people want to park there uh, to sit, you know, so they don't have to commute into the city. And there's people waiting for it to turn to, maybe they start at 9, I don't know, maybe they start at 10. But there's a line of trees, and they're the kind of trees that are, uh, they have peely bark, uh, but it's not super peely bark. Uh, they, they have, like, a peely bark that's not like a... What are those trees called that I like that I forget? Like a birch tree. I'd say that's more like scrolly bark and not like a manzanita, which also I'd say has a bit of scrolly bark. Uh, peely and scrolly, maybe you could say with the manzanita. You say, then I start to look around and I start to see manzanita. And I say, okay, well, this is, well, this is, and I, I say, have I ever stroked a manzanita plant before, the bark of one? And then there's this big manzanita bush off to the side. Never seen it before, but I've gotten so focused on this manzanita plant and the, and the plastic-like scrolly, peely bark of a manzanita plant. The distinct redness of of it, uh, it's like a color that I can't quite describe, like more of a, like a, a ready mud, red mud, ready mud would be, if, if not ruddy mud, but a reddish mud color. And I reach out my hand, and not only is the bark, but you know, when you get a good look at a man's an EDC, you're one twisty fella. And then I say, okay, excuse me, or lady manzanita. And I reach out and I touch the bark and just with my thumb. I don't know why I reach out my thumb to touch it, but I do. And I run my thumb across the bark of the manzanita slow. And it's smooth, that layer, that thin plastic layer, over a rougher trunk. And it gives me a titillating feeling. And I don't mind saying across my whole body. My stroke is slow. And my stroke is like, like, I feel like I'm being like internally soothed with my thumb slides along the manzanita. It feels good, and it say, maybe I have touched a manzanita before, but, you know, not like this, and not with such focus. Uh, and then I hear a rustle behind me, but I don't let it break my focus. I have reached out uh, two of my fingers, and now I'm kind of clasping 
on each side of the the trunk or the stem. I'm not even sure. Following it out, following its little bumps uh, where twigs might have broken off or boars might have bored or knots or whatever the heck where there's swirls where the skin is broken and I see is this your skin and I have it between my two index finger and my middle finger and my thumb just like I was trying to take the pulse of a young toddler and trying to find their pulse uh, you know underneath their baby fat uh and never, you know, having any idea where the pulse is, you know, maybe just to show them where their pulse lies. And I wonder as I pause the motion of my hands, uh, can I feel the pulse of the manzanita? You know, is this guy, is this, is there stuff you're churning through the cambium of this thing? Or like what's going on on the inside? Is there water slowly moving up through the roots of this plant? Uh, Slow, is there slow seeping going on? And then I hear the rustling again behind me. And I think for a second, I, I think uh, there's a touch here. It's not cool or warm. It's kind of the touch of, uh, uh, maybe not everybody can relate to this, but with uh, store-bought frosting on your fingertips or on your tongue. How it, it kind of numbs your sensitivity. Something about the fat in frosting. Not all frosting, but the cheaper frosting you get, you, those impulse buy cupcakes, or that last minute cake you had to make uh, when it's ground into your fingertips, uh, right into your fingerprints, or. It somehow fills the valley between the taste buds and your tongue. That's how the skin of this manzanita feels underneath my fingers. And I hear the rustling again, and I stand up and I turn, and there is, uh, standing over me, is uh, what I would describe as a, uh, like a humanoid, a manzanita humanoid. And luckily a joke comes right, and I say, Lady Manzanita, I presume, and she doffs, uh, neither, she doffs her fingers off an imaginary cap to me, and she says, good day, sir, and I said, well, I said, actually, it's a, is it going to be a good day, because, I, like, uh, it just, it was just stroking this Manzanita and, and touching it in, uh, experiencing it, I guess. But there's like a part of my brain, I don't know if it's my limbic system or my lizard brain, that says, uh, dude, you were, you were supposed to, we were on our way to work here. What are you doing? Uh, seems like you did some sort of, you know, fugue slip or something. And Lady Manzanita, like, uh, she, you know, it's tough with a Manzanita. She's pure Manzanita humanoid, so... Uh, you know, only the greatest of puppeteers, Mother Nature in this case, could create a, where I could see she's laughing, uh, because her motion tells me she's laughing, and the sound that she makes is, uh, I guess it's a bit like laughing, and a bit like a finch or some sort of bird, because then a bird flies out of where her mouth, uh, 
mouth is. I think her mouth, you know, her face is just there to communicate. But I say, I think at Lady Manzanita, I, I got to get to work, I think. And she said, well, I heard a rumor. And I said, well, what was the rumor you heard? She said, I heard you're looking for a, a daydream you can believe in. He said, I think I said, I think I am. I think I am. I was going to, I was really going to walk to work and daydream and hope that one of my daydreams. He said, Lady Manzanita. And she said, have a seat here. And I said, by the way, you Manzanitas feel great. Uh, I said, I didn't ask that Manzanita if I could, uh, like, 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 uh, tactilely examine it, but I did. She says, okay, it's okay. You were very kind. She said, Has, have a seat. Uh, and she says, what does the problem seem to be? And I said, well, like uh, considering current developments or before these current developments? Because they said, I, I, I don't know uh, which clinic in, in Northern Europe will want to examine when they find out I've been talking to Lady Manzanita. Also, I don't know if I should publicly say, like, a, like Lady, I was, I was walking to work, and some, then I stopped and stroked a Manzanita, and then I talked to Lady Manzanita. It was a different Manzanita. It was two different things. Like, so, before, you mean before that, right? Because this is, is going to be its own issue. Uh, though at this point, either my therapist assumes I'm speaking figuratively when I talk about these things, or... He just has his phone on speaker straight to, like, uh, I don't know where, where they're doing this now. Iceland uh, or somewhere, you know, with the team. And she laughs again, and she said, well, she says, the daydream, what's, the, what's the issue with the daydreams? And I said, well, it's a lady, lady Manzanita, like, as long as I can remember, I've been daydreaming. And I, it, like, I never can quite put my finger or my thumb or my finger, my thumb, and my uh, middle finger. Is that a forefinger? Where's, which one's a forefinger? And she shrugs, Lady Manzanita. And I say, well, well, I can't put my finger on it, but I'm pretty sure I spend most of my day daydreaming, though I don't know, always know that I'm daydreaming. Yes, because some of it, you know, I don't know what the difference between fantasizing and projecting and predicting and daydreaming are. And even though I've been working pretty hard on uh, figuring all this out, uh, and I pause because I already know that I probably shouldn't be figuring anything out. Uh, she just tilts her head, like indicating that I should keep going at my own uh, pace. And I say, one thing I struggle with, I know that I get the negative thinking, Lady Manzanita. And I wouldn't call that daydream. I would call that predicting or whatever, you know, saying, like thinking of predicting outcomes or predicting unpredictable things or trying to predict all outcomes. And I probably vacillate between that. By the way, are you, are you a sliding scale, Manzanita? Like, is it like, because I know my health insurance doesn't cover this. And she goes, so just, she, like, okay, I, I just have to break the tension every once in a while with the attempt at humor, sorry. So I, I think I vacillate back to the uh, daydreams for relief, uh, and I think I've done it ever since I started, like, I don't know, like, I, I'm not going to blame this on TV, but a lot of times I would watch TV and say, okay, well, if I could bring my life in alignment with these uh, sitcoms, situational comedies, like, that seems to be the issue with me not having any happiness or joy or whatever or satisfaction. 
this uh, this deep uh, empty yearning I feel, or this emptiness I yearn to fill, or this uh, yearning I feel to empty. I don't know which one of it it is, Lady Manzanita. Also, I give apology. I'll probably call you Lady Witchbeard. That's a, a witch, pirate witch woman. I think I was in love with. She, but but it was well, we were also friends. But it was more about friendship. Uh, also, she's maybe fictional, but I'm not sure if you're fictional. Also, I probably shouldn't have said that because that might have set your ban- your your worldview. I apologize, Lady Manzanita. Uh, also, do you know anything about Lady Marmalade? Uh, okay, I I know. She and then Lady Manzanita's looking at me like you're pushing it, you're avoiding, and I say okay. So I think I use the daydreams uh, to, I, I don't know, you you know what I'm getting at, though. So I spent a lot of time in there uh, going between things aren't going to be okay and things would be okay if only would be the simple version. But there's nothing simple about it. That's the big issue, Lady Manzanita. I guess what I'm saying is that this, these are the places I am comfortable occupying, and I guess, uh, like, I, like, if I had, so, uh, but I guess those are, I guess those are the daydreams I, be- those are the daydreams I believe in. It, it, it's a bit like a, uh, and I guess I was going to search, I guess that's a bit like a, um, a soap opera. And Lady Manzanita looks at me like, what's a soap opera? And I say, okay, well, my job is, I say, well, I'm looking for day, these are the daydreams you believe in. And she said, well, what, do you, what would you be looking for in a daydream? And I say, I don't know. I mean, I read a lot of this, uh, you know, stuff about meditation and mindfulness. I guess they would say I'd be looking for a present dream or an acceptance that the present is, is both a dream and a dream come true. But I, I don't think I don't think my uh, I don't think I have enough joy synapses or, or acceptance synapses for that quite yet, lady. But I think you're like that's like a. Maybe one day I could get there. Also, I don't think I'm cut out for transcendence. I mean, I know that's my ego talking. I don't think I'm 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 on the transcendent list. You know, the list of potential transcendees. But at the same time, if I am, if you're all, you know, if you're in touch with uh, Mother Nature and Buddha and every all the rest of everybody out there, Siddhartha, whoever. Uh, I don't think it, like, it, I don't think I, I don't think I'm, 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 like, you just take me off, if, even if it's a waiting list, or probably this is saying this will get me off the list. But, so I don't know. I guess, like, I'm looking, I, I guess, like, I, 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 maybe I have some daydream shame. And, uh, but you want to hear more about this soap opera, don't you, uh, Lady, uh, Lady Manzanita? And you want me to, ex- okay, I get it, I get it, because I didn't, like, I didn't watch a lot of soap operas, but I know they're popular. My mom did, my sister did, and there'd be some summer days I would watch a few, you know, a few, few episodes, and I think there was even one time, I don't know if I was home from school and uh, with something, that I may have watched for two or three weeks and gotten to know a few of the characters, but, uh, like, like, uh, like, uh, can, do you have any, like, do you have, can, can, do you have the power to change some of these manzanitas into, uh, puppets for me? And she nodded her head and soon, uh, I, I, I can't call them puppets and, and or marionettes, uh, 
but or um, I don't know what your 3D animator. Those are rigs. I would say these are more, more like live rigs, uh, which I guess is more like an automated marionette. Uh, or uh, bushes come to humanoid bushes is really what we're dealing with. And he said, well, okay, there's a couple different uh, kinds of situations you'll find uh, in soap operas. And I started watching the edges. I guess we were out on the desert, so with the California, you know, it was something or other. And I started to notice the beautiful hills, and more and more manzanitas started creeping in gathering around not just the uh the performers uh, and he said so the one there's a couple of things uh, that, that come up with these that uh, that i'm aware of if there's a great article in the new yorker about 10 years old about soap opera writing and lady means i don't know if you have if i find it i'll bring it out to you but i like uh i can remember where the porch i read the article on but i can't remember anything about the article other than i liked it uh, but out here, uh, so there's there's uh, there's love triangles in their ilk, uh, uh, and then I kind of started to display a love triangle, different styles of love triangles with these uh, manzanita marionettes, you know, uh, you know, just different makeups and, and you know different relationships, you, you know, all, all the possibilities and you know quite you know ones that are made up and i said so that's one thing is so usually there's a bar cafe owners uh, involved uh and i said normally there's some legal trouble and then there's like a there's like an overall theme of power struggles uh in scheming and then I started to realize she wanted me to do it about, and I said, okay, well, if there is a power, st- there'd be the, uh, the, uh, du- uh, uh, the Dumas. Those are the, du- the fi- family, the negative, uh, the negative, uh, there's, uh, Donald Dumas and Diane Dumas. And so they, in their family, they've got kids. They have like trust funds that have been squandered. And like uh, you know, they they're, they have a very uh, singular outlook on on things, and it seems like you know they usually the so those are the Dumas. Dumas. Uh, actually, uh, Lady Manzanita, I'm not feeling this uh, soap opera thing because I'm trying to get away from the soap opera drama within me. Where the Dumas say, "Hey, come on, join our family." We've get we, really there is no other option. We wish that other family was all flash. You know they got their nice. They live in Texas or whatever, and they're doing nice things for people, and they smile a lot, and they give hugs, and they breathe easy, and they're quick to you know, and they see they can sit in a chair and relax. So that that's great for them. They have trust or whatever. But yeah, our family, we're realists over here, the Dumas, and uh, that's a fantasy. It can, you know, they, they live in a fantasy world, those. Uh, we live in the real world where, uh, you know, you know what, you already know all about it. So you could live with us, you know, and, you know, we get a bad rap because we always say, you know, something good might be around the corner, but it's probably something bad. 
And so that's one thing, Lady Mansi. I can't, like, so I already am familiar with those. Uh, and then I guess the other side isn't what Mr. Dumas said, but it kind of is. It's like uh, that they had this, like, uh, big founder or foundress or some leader, family leader. Sometimes it's like this J.R. Ewing type uh and sometimes it's like this grand dame, like a Bette Midler. And when they sweep in, the tension starts to melt away. And all the problems and all of the potential is released. All the problems melt and everyone starts to flower. Because the presence they have is so soothing and so powerful that it undoes all fear and undoes all worries and 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 then everything just lets loose and usually you say okay well, like uh, I guess they don't even have to do anything they just have to be in the presence and sometimes there's a lot of knowing looks with the caring and and uh, you know what I mean they give a look uh, a pat on the back uh, say hey good great job. And you just feel like if you were there, if you were at the ranch where they lived, uh, you're finally away from those two ma's, uh, uh scheming and, and socially climbing. And you were, once you crossed over the gates into this ranch, I realize I'm probably jumping between two. Isn't one called like Hope's Journey or something? Hope's, Hope, Hope, Hope Town, Hope's Ranch, once you get out there. He was Ryan's hope. I don't know what he was hoping, but his scooter's hope would be get through the gates of that ranch. And I'd say, oh boy, it's all the, the Dumas are on the other side of that fence. And uh, I've got Bet and JR here, and they believe in me. And I don't even have, I don't have to do nothing but uh, accept their loving looks, their loving smiles. Suddenly my clothes look good and they fit right and, you know, they, they're ironed and everything I do uh, seems to just fall into place. And it's all one, and they have swimming pools, uh, multiple swimming pools and hot tubs and also just relax. I say, well, I'm going to sit around here. I don't feel uh, stressed at all. And maybe that, then I open a cafe where I'm also a singer-songwriter, putting on shows, and everybody from the family's coming by. And yeah, the Dumas come by, and they try to buy up the mortgage, or I fall, you know, that could happen, or I fall in love, uh, or suddenly I realize that I'm not really J.R. Bet's son, but I'm a Dumas. But you both, and then, you know, then I'm also in love with, then I say, well, that makes sense. And then the, you say, no, no, you can't marry. And then I say, okay. So a whole lot of that stuff. And then I look, uh, every man's Anita, even the ones that were acting as I was talking, is sound asleep. And I look out across the desert, like I could, like I could walk all the way to Cleveland and then all the way to Philly if I needed to. Like, uh, like there's a road, like uh, I twenty or something, 
And I notice there is, and I say, well, I better start. And I say, this is a little late for the call to adventure and crossing the threshold. But I guess with, and I say, well, my daydreams, uh, they don't really happen like that. They just happen. They always start at the end or almost the end. Like they say, there isn't all that other stuff. It's just like, uh. This and then this and then then you cross through to the the ranch, uh, hopes ranch hope Ryan's ranch of hope, and I walk through the desert and I look at the manzanita and I look at the dirt and I look at the green moss, and I hear the calls of raptors and I hear the calls of turkey turkey bees. And I walk, and I think back to that first touch I had on that man's Anita. And but then part of you know part of my limbic brain says, hey, and I say, look, well, maybe we if we're in a fugue state, maybe if only a few moments have gone by, and we're not late to work, let's just keep walking, like we're walking to work or some like we're going somewhere, even though we don't know where we're going. We put all those manzanitas to sleep uh, with our t- attempted analysis. At a, and I said, well, maybe they, they'd watch it. It's probably best because they don't need to watch any soap operas because they got manzanita stuff to do. But I start walking, and I start wondering. I say, well, like, uh, what, if, what if I had, man, what if I had, what was it, Lady Manzanita? What a... Uh, what daydreams could I have with Lady Manzanita? Like, I see a picture of myself samba, samba dancing in a grocery store with Lady Manzanita. But I guess that would involve, uh, like, whatever mystical energy I would need to bring. Would I have to live? I guess I couldn't live in her world because there's no grocery stores that I know of uh, in the Manzanita-verse. And if she was in my world, uh, that would, you know, unless I converted her, and I guess that would be a thing. I mean, that's almost like a daydream, like a movie. One of those movies that could have came out in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, or the aughts, or now, whether it was a direct-to-video or on, like, a Disney, it probably would be called Manzanita Girl. And it would be me struggling with all the stuff from the, I guess it would still be a, a soap opera, though. Like, after all the drama I had, because in my cafe, got closed down because uh, there was a fight over the fortune of who's going to inherit the ranch. And then I sabotaged Betts for a big show because the Dumas had sold short on her performances. And then I was on the outs with the family. And then I was back on the in, slowly won my way back in. And then they said, well, are you ever going to love again if it's not one of your sisters from one of your two different families or one of, and, you know, something strange like that? And they said, well, what? and they said, no, no, don't even bring up any other. That's not a, someone you thought was your sibling who wasn't your sibling or your relative, or something. And I say, well, okay, well, I, I do. I'd love him, and I can't tell you that I've fallen in love with a Manzanita woman. Is it my Manzanita girl? Maybe it would be a musical. 
I don't know if we could get the kids. They're not kids anymore, so we'd have to find the next high school musical-esque cast. Though I think that would be, that's probably already a song. But it would involve me uh, and Lady Manzanita and me trying to make her look like a human. Also wondering, geez, am I really in love with this Manzanita girl or am I in love with what she does for me? And, you know, like, uh, what does it mean to love a Manzanita woman? But uh, I guess, like, uh, then, again, then I would have to convince everyone she was human. And that would then, like, uh, so that's not a good idea. What was I even? And I guess this is what, so then I'm, I'm, and then I say, well, where am I now? I'm in a forest, in a pine forest. I've walked into a pine forest with tall pines and tall trees. And, and then I, you know, try to touch the bar. I try to say, well, last time it worked when this, and then I started touching the sap of a, a tall pine tree. And then I say, well, I'm never going to get this off. I can't let it get in. So then I got to move on. And then I say, well, then I do the old shouting into the forest. Hello, 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 hello. I'm looking for a daydream I can believe in, believe in, believe in. Am I on a senseless journey, or is this a thing? Like, uh, you know, is it still an echo? I say, well, head towards the echo, because, uh, and I say, that's kind of fun. So then I start having, I say, head towards the echo, echo, echo. And I see, like, uh, like I keep heading towards it. Uh, I see, well, it could be on a goose chase, uh, but who cares? Uh, and I head deeper, deeper still, uh, until I come to a clearing, and in front of me is a wide valley where my echoes were. I don't think my echoes were good, because then I yell again, again, again. It sounds different, uh at the edge of this valley, but it's long, and I assume, you see, what is it, glacial valleys, like, which one's a U-shaped one? Because they say this looks like maybe a glacial valley, and I wonder what state I'm in, because there's no valleys on the way to work, and I thought I was uh, falling into a daydream on the way to work. And then I think, okay, that was the last, I say, okay, well, I, and then I touch the, the, the manzanita. Then I, you know, then I touch the pine tree. And he said, I guess I'll just go along the side of this valley for now. And start to think about, well, hey, uh, this valley feels pretty good. And I feel the breeze on my face. And it reminds me of the times I felt breeze on my face when I've been daydreaming. And it felt good. And I think about how much I like the feel and the sound of the breeze. I keep walking. I think about it. Just it's been, it's been a lot of places today, and I like uh, I don't know if I've been lost or what. And I said, I'm looking for a daydream I could believe in, but the daydream believer thing. And I say maybe I got to start believing in the daydreamer. Is that what, and then I hear Lady Manzanita behind me. So I say, okay, she is, uh, I wonder it just dawned on me now. And I say, Lady Manzanita, come up here. I got to put my arm around somebody so I can project onto someone else, uh, because this is too intimate, uh, 
internally for me to deal with. So I'm going to tell it to you, Lady Manzanita, and I want you to bring it back uh, to the Manzanitas uh, with that soft uh, skin that I wish I could say is supple, but it's not. It's uh, If you could change the meaning of supple, I think it would be supple, your skin. But I, I maybe need to start believing. You see how I've got my hands, one arm around you, Lady Manzanita, and the other arm on your shoulder. And we're still walking in step. And I know we're not lost. I know we're supposed to be here together on a journey. And I guess I know that on this journey, sometimes I'm going to need to get away. But sometimes I'm going to need the attention. And maybe I could take more of that attention from the touch of the breeze, from the shape of your branches. Maybe the daydream believer needs some attention, too. Maybe I just need to take some time and to hold him tight like I am with you and to take a few steps along and realize that even though it seems perfectly normal that a manzanita is out walking and doing all this stuff, uh, you know, it doesn't always feel normal uh, to be out in this world full of stuff you're supposed to have, you know. And when you want to vacillate between the ranch and you wish that wasn't your real family, but then that the episode came out at the cafe when you were doing your, your song, singer-songwriter performance for the big record executive, and then I found out you really are one of the Dumas uh the 50th paternity test proved it right after you married uh, the, 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 you know, but you say, hey, uh, going back and forth between all that stuff, but here walking with Lady Manzanita, I never noticed the sound of the breeze going through your leaves. And if I listen really close, I can hear the sound of the wind on your skin, Lady Manzanita. I can feel it uh, in my heart, uh, weirdly enough, the connection between my touch and my hearing. I can feel the rustling of your skin as I hear it, and I can know that that rustling carries on across the land, you know, where manzanitas are, but it has a different sound where other things are. And I can know that it's okay to say, well, geez, I'm like, uh, maybe that's all I need to know for now. You don't really say much, do you, Lady Manzanita? But you don't need to. I don't like. I guess even if you were sliding scale, you probably couldn't afford you unless you take just water. Like I could water you occasionally, but even that could get pricey over time. But I guess knowing that you're out here, Lady Manzanita, and maybe remembering that I could be out here and say, "Hey, when you're daydreaming, don't forget about me too. I'm here for the daydreamer." Uh, you know, to say, believer or not, uh, you're daydreaming for something. 
And you say, my words really don't, aren't making sense, are they, Lady Manzanita? Because somehow I'm still uh, putting you to sleep, uh, even as we walk together. And now I lift you up and I realize uh, that uh, I really am living a dream, putting you to sleep, Lady Manzanita. Is that why I crossed over here? Why all the other Manzanitas gathered around me? Was this uh, my call to adventure was to put you to sleep? Uh, I don't know much about Manzanita goddesses, which I'm going to have to, you know, make a giant leap and presume you are. As you sleep here in my arms and as I walk uh, just these few steps, I see a perfect nook to cradle you in. The perfect hill to rest your head against. Uh, with moss for a pillow, I lie you down. And I realize how lucky I am. Between the daydreams, between the two families in the soap opera drama, to have found my way to you, to put you to sleep, Lady Manzanita, have heard a call that I didn't know was calling, that I came out here in search of answers for me. And those I did find, uh, Lady Manzanita, you showed me they were here. But I was also being called for something else, uh, something honorable and fulfilling beyond uh, the daydreams, beyond uh, the doom dreams. Beyond my imagination, putting you to sleep, Lady Manzanita. So good night, because I see that beyond this hill where I lie you down is the sidewalk calling me back. Another walk I'll take, but I won't forget the breeze, and I won't forget you, and I won't forget, I probably will forget the rest, Lady Manzanita. Uh, but the breeze will remind me. Good night.